and welcome back. Hi, I hope guys. everyone had a great holiday. Happy New Year! 2021, our first episode in the new year. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Did you make any resolutions? No. Neither did I. <laughs> okay, well, that covers that. <laughs> I meant to. I do sneaky resolutions where, like, I'll have goals, but, like, I don't call them resolutions, and I don't say I, they're my goals, and I don't, because then that puts pressure on it. I think you're supposed to tell people, though, if you have one, because then it's supposed to, like, motivate you to actually do it because it's accountability. I can see how that works for some people, but for me, it, I like to just, like, oh, no, I don't have any goals. No, no nothing. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, I'm, like, I'm, I'm doing, like, this, this, and this, but, right, right. but I'm just trying to do it. You know what I mean? I don't. Well, I don't see the point in being so rigorous on, like, the first few days of January and then going downhill. Oh, yeah. Like, January 1st, I woke up and I was so tired and couldn't get out of bed and was, like, dying. Not dying, but I was very dehydrated. And it just, like, <laughs> wasn't a good start to my year. <laughs> and I thought to myself, does this, this happens every year. Every year I do this and I start the new year and I'm just dehydrated. Right, but I think you need to give yourself the ability to say okay that's gonna happen january 1st all right let's let's maybe january 2nd i'll be okay maybe february 1st why don't we start that like yeah, february you know, 1st we gotta give ourselves some leeway yeah. we gotta ease into the new body. year let's just ease into it and try to enjoy it try try, try is the key word here well, what else what else we're we gonna do you know not much not much happy capricorn season everybody <gasps> yeah that's not very exciting your birthday's coming up, though. Yeah, that's why it's Capricorn season. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably none of them listening. That's okay. Um. All right. Well, we figured since we're in winter, in the dead, dead, dreary winter. And it's snowing outside. It is, kind of. What? Um. We should do an episode that takes our minds away from it. Right. Escapism is what they call it. I did want to go somewhere tropical. And... I'm sad that I didn't, but also happy that I was safe and kept other people safe. But I am but really, like all in really, all depressed. Yeah, yeah, very, I very much want to go somewhere. Yeah. So Same. this was the closest that we could get to going somewhere. This, we're trying, like we said. We are trying. So this week we bring you a few short stories about some local haunts on Block Island, the history and everything in between. I was going to do the little jingle for the sail away do it i mean you can't i don't think i actually know the full not. one but i think it's like I sail don't... away on the block island ferry <laughs> i don't think it breaks it up <laughs> sail away on the black island ferry yeah but that's the only part i know is there more yeah, to i think it? there's like one more line oh but something, i don't know something it. your mind daddy's for... oh maybe maybe east i don't know where we put your mind at. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's the only part of the jingle that i know I don't know. Sail away on the Black Island Ferry. Take a trip back to carefree times. Be today, Black Island awaits you. Just leave your troubles behind. It's okay. Yeah, it's good. So going back in time, this crazy summer, the only thing to really do was go outside and go to the beach. So we figured let's True. go to Block Island. And then we didn't even research anything when we went. We just went and had fun on the beach. 
But when we came back, we researched a little. So when we were on the island, we just kind of walked around and <laughs> we wore the wrong shoes, first of all, <laughs> because we didn't know we were going to I walk the, the whole shoes. island. I don't have the right shoes for anything. I really just thought we were going to go life. to the beach. So I brought sandals and I wore my swimsuit. And the whole island itself is only like a few couple miles or more than that. But we walked from when we got off the boat all the way to the other side of the island. It was a really yes. pretty view. It was very nice, but it was crazy hot. <laughs> Not ideal for Old Navy flip-flops. Not. I got blisters. I had the worst blisters. Yeah. We need to just transition into old woman and wear, like, Tevos, I yeah. think. <laughs> I think that we just have to I actually that. think I was wearing Burks, but we walked for so much, like, for so long that yeah, I still Burks got blisters. Yeah, Burks aren't that comfortable. Like, the heel, you need something really? that's going to stay on your pretty foot. pretty comfy. Yeah, they are, but not for, like, hikes. Oh, yeah, they're not hiking shoes, no. No. Nope. No, maybe. I, yeah, I could look into a pair. I think <laughs> okay. they're waterproof too, so you can wear them into the water. Oh, there's nothing I hate more than stepping on rocks in the water. I do hate water shoes though. I don't like stepping on my feet when I'm in the water. That's true. But maybe if it's just the bottom, like, because I don't like the yeah. enclosed water shoe. Oh yeah, I remember wearing those when I was little. And then sand gets in. And then you just sink to the bottom because they're like, so heavy. Is, now I just have rocks in my shoe, which was supposed to prevent me from walking on rocks. Yeah, not great. Anyway. But anyway, the whole trip was, it was good. It was a typical New England summer day. And little did we realize we were surrounded by numerous reports of paranormal activity. Who knew? We didn't. If you're unfamiliar with the area, we'll set the scene for you with some information from the official website, blockislandinfo.com. If you're looking to book a trip, that's where you would probably Maybe go. not right now, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's probably really empty right now if you just wanted to think, go. Does it very run in the winter? Oh, maybe it does. Maybe it's just a lot less. Yeah, I think it's a lot less. Well, Block Island is on the Atlantic Ocean. It's just 12 miles from coastal Rhode Island. And the island's famous for its miles of free public beaches, sparkling crystal clear waters, the dramatic bluffs, and activities for all ages. Time here seems simpler slower, and somehow more carefree. The Nature Conservancy designated Block Island as one of the 12 last great places in the Western Hemisphere. That's pretty cool. Western Hemisphere of the world? <laughs> not, not quite sure, but that's what they've dubbed it on their website. So, okay. It well, could be self-dubbed. Who knows? That's true. <laughs> but it is really pretty. It's It's Definitely different from the mainland. It's right because it's surrounded by water. So nice. <laughs> All right. So, of course, you know, we're going to give you a little history. And to understand the island fully and really get a feel for it, let's go back in time here. Block Island was formed thousands and thousands of years ago by a glacier that left hills and ponds behind. And the Narragansett natives were the first inhabitants of Block Island. And, and they called it Manassas, which means Island of the Little God. In 1614, Adrian Block, a Dutch explorer, sailed to the island and gave it his own name, Block Island. And in 1661, the island had settlers. During the Revolutionary War from 1775 to 1783, the Block Islanders kept a lookout on Beacon Hill, and their job was to light fires to warn if an enemy was in sight. In the 1800s, an observatory was built as a tourist attraction on Beacon Hill, which was the island's highest point, standing at 211 feet above sea level. In 1829, the federal government built the island's first lighthouse on Sandy Point. In 1854, the Spring House Hotel, the oldest hotel on the island, was built, and you can still stay there today. 
There's some free ad free for you. Uh, Nicholas Bald, a gold rush entrepreneur. Wow. I wish that was still a job. Yeah. Built the Ocean View Hotel, the largest hotel on Block Island in 1872. Fun fact, President Ulysses S. Grant stayed here and held a special session with the U.S. Supreme Court so its members would not have to interrupt their vacations by returning to Washington. How very thoughtful of him. The Ocean View Hotel burned to the ground, though, unfortunately, in 1966. In 1873, the Southeast Light, costing $75,000, was built on the cliffs 150 feet above sea level. Then in 1993, they moved that Southeast Light back by 200 feet due to the eroding bluffs. So it sits today on the Mohegan Bluff. At the time, that was the largest building to be moved in one single piece, in one run. In 1896, the Women's Christian Temperance Union erected the statue of Rebecca, which stands in the center of town. Rebecca of the Well, as noted in the Book of Genesis, is carrying water for people and animals. That's cute. <laughs> the Block Island State Airport opened in 1950. Before this time, airplanes landed in the Sheep Meadow and in Minister's Lot on Corn Neck Road. And then in 1971, the Block Island Conservancy was formed to preserve open space. Rodman's Hollow, a depression left by the glaciers, was one of the first sites to be preserved. Today, around 44% of the island is preserved open space. So now we move on into some hauntings around the island. Southeast Light that we just mentioned had an unfortunate past. In the early 1990s, it's said that a lighthouse keeper was angry with his wife, Maggie, and pushed her down the staircase. He claimed it was a suicide, but he was convicted of murder and imprisoned. Hint, it's always the husband. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You don't know by now. Yeah. (laughs) Also, this reminds me of the documentary, The Staircase. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see The Staircase? No. Oh, I wrote that part. <laughs> I don't think I was supposed to say that paragraph, but I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, you never saw the staircase? I think I probably told you to watch it and you never did. But... We watched one episode together. Oh. And I remember, the, like, the basis of it, but I didn't watch it all. Basically, if you find a woman at the bottom of a staircase, sorry to be so blunt with that, but um, it was probably her husband that pushed her down the stairs. Basically, he, the husband was like, I didn't, he was like, she just fell oh, down yeah, the stairs. I remember. But the staircase was a bloody mess and, like, wasn't he home or something? He was home, but he was in the backyard by the yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, drink. yeah. And didn't hear anything. And didn't hear anything, even though she was alive for a little while, laying there. Yeah. But ugh, that is crazy. And then who found her? Was it the kids when they got home? or? No, he found her. He found her. He called 911. Okay. And was like, oh my god, my wife fell on the stairs. Ah. Oh, it's a huge thing. And then they found a blow poke in the basement. They thought he hit her with a blow poke. And then there's theories about this owl, that an owl flew in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got to that part in the documentary, yeah. Yeah, which that is probably not true. But they found, like, a f- owl feather in her hair. And they were like, that's weird. But it was microscopic. It was probably just, like, from outside. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's crazy. Very big. But also, I think that's a reoccurring theme. I don't finish documentaries. I'll start yeah, it, it's... and then I don't finish them frustrating sorry okay (laughs) but yes okay i do you jogged my memory i did watch the staircase with you but i did not finish it but they never found the person right so he did go to jail oh okay spoiler if anyone didn't Uh, watch it i guess now i can't remember actually i picture him in jail i don't remember if he sentenced or he was held i don't really know 
but whatever you can guys can go watch it and i'm they like mention other instances like this is not i think this is a thing that happens every once in a while like commonly someone falls down yeah, a staircase yeah and like then it's like falls, oh no and the husband's like and then they find out it's past whatever yeah I feel like on horror movies, too, it's a big thing. A lot of people get pushed downstairs. Yeah. It's just stairs an easy way scary. out. Mm. Yeah, you, people should just build ramps. I mean, they are really weapons. Like, they're hiding in the open, you know what I mean? Yeah, right there for everyone. And they're yeah. hard. They're Yeah, I mean, they're easy to use, free to come by. Everyone's um, been on one. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, you you would go into it unassuming. Hmm, Yeah. But you got to get the right angle. Well, I don't need to think too much about it because I don't plan on pushing anyone down the stairs. <laughs> I think it's the speed at which you push someone down. It's probably the force. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could be, I think, even like three steps. If you push someone hard enough, it could hurt them. Yeah. I guess at that point, you would just need to like push their head into a staircase. Like, oh, yeah. It's falling not so on a staircase. The, yeah. Mm, yeah. That could do it. Well, anyway, this wife died. Maggie yeah, died, Maggie. but her spirit stayed behind. And this ghost is allegedly harassing men ever since then, but leaves women and children alone. So over the years, many children claim to have heard her in the kitchen, just banging pots and pans. But the men are not so lucky. Several successors to her husband and male visitors over the years have been Maggie's victims. She's a physical poltergeist that some call Mad Maggie, who lifts beds with men in them and shakes them. Shakes them around. She even locked said men in rooms and closets. Once, she chased a keeper out of bed and into the cold night, and as he stood locked out in his underwear, he had to call the Coast Guard to reopen the house so he could get back That's in. embarrassing. That's a classic, classic move. Yeah, that's definitely a woman's move. <laughs> Didn't hurt him, but humiliated him. And that's how you really hurt him. Mm. She has shown her anger in other ways by rushing up and down the stairs, rearranging furniture, and throwing food at guests in the kitchen. Sounds like my kind of ghost. <laughs> so a different haunting is a lady dressed in black that haunts Conanus Road. And she's been seen on a horse riding along Old Mill Road, terrifying travelers. One bicyclist reports that the ghostly figure followed him the entire length of the road as he rode home one night. There's a ghost who comes out on foggy days down in Rodman's Hollow. And there's a woman in white near the junction of Old Town and Center Roads who crosses the street over and over again in front of frightened pedestrians on a misty night. All right, and moving on into other haunted areas, there's been at least five major shipwrecks off the waters of Block Island. In 1738, on the Saturday between Christmas and New Year's, the Palatine, a passenger boat, caught fire and went down off Sandy Point. And to this day, on that Saturday, a spectral light is said to sometimes appear over the sea off the northern point of Block Island. It is the supposed apparition of the burning ship Princess Augusta, also known as the Palatine. The infamous tale of the shipwreck has become somewhat of an urban legend known by everyone on Block Island. The Palatine was coming from Germany to Block Island and encountered pirates off the shore of the island who wanted their cargo. But what they didn't know was that all the food on the ship had spoiled and the passengers were literally starving to death. The island residents set off a false landing site and the ship ran aground. The ship caught fire during the pandemonium and many passengers burned to their death. Other passengers managed to jump into the water, but unfortunately they drowned. 
So the following that we're going to explain, there's two versions of the story about what really happened to Princess Augusta, her passengers, and the crew. Version 1 depicts the islanders as helpful and caring, while version 2 has it that the islanders were wreckers that lured the ship to its destruction. Alright, so this is the first version. The Princess Augusta left Rotterdam in August 1738 with 340 immigrants from the Palatine region of Germany, and they were seeking a new life of religious freedom in Virginia, where 3,000 of their countrymen had already settled. Thus, that is why the ship is now known as the Palatine. The ship carried 14 men under the command of Captain George Long. There was lots of bad weather and storms, and thus the ship fell far off of its course to the north. The water supply aboard the ship supposedly became contaminated, causing a fever and flux, and killing about 200 of the passengers and half the crew, including Captain Long. After the captain died, the first mate, Andrew Brooke, took over command. Brooke forced the helpless survivors to buy the supplies of water and provisions because they were low in stock. Then, when the passengers finally ran out of money, they starved to death and were thrown overboard if they did starve to death. As the ship approached land, it was pretty clear the ship was breaking apart. Brooke tried to steer the ship between the end of Long Island and Block Island, but its navigation was pretty far off. So the ship ran aground on the shore of Block Island at Sandy Point. This much of the story we know is roughly based on fact, but there are two conflicting versions of what happened next. Okay, so that part might be true, but this is version one of what happens next. Depositions discovered in 1925, which were taken at the time of the wreck, paint an unsympathetic view of Brooke, who rode to shore with the entire crew and left the passengers back aboard. In this version, the Block Islanders evidently did what they could to help the passengers. They convinced Brooke to let the passengers off the ship and later go back and retrieve their possessions. They took the survivors into their homes and nursed them back to health, and they buried about 20 passengers who did end up dying after the wreck. It appears that after an official inquiry, no charges were filed against the crew for their actions. Hmm. The crew and most of the surviving passengers made it to the mainland of Rhode Island. Two survivors remained on Block Island, and they settled there. One was Dutch Cattern, who was well known as a witch, of course, and might have been responsible, of course, for spreading some of the stories. Most accounts indicate that the ship was determined unsalvageable and was pushed back out to sea to sink and it may have been set on fire. In some accounts, a woman named Mary Van Der Leyen was driven mad by her suffering and refused to leave the ship and eventually went down with it. The next version of the story was told by Joseph P. Hazard to the poet John Greenleaf Whittier. It portrays the Block Islanders as ruthless wreckers who intentionally lured the ship onto the shore with a false light for the purpose of salvage. There, they murdered the starving, freezing passengers and set the boat on fire and then sent it back out to sea to hide their crime. This version received literary sanction in the John Greenleaf Whittier's poem of 1867, named The Wreck of the Palatine. The people of Block Island were not happy with this portrayal, and in his 1877 history of the island, Samuel Livermore tried to refute Whittier's version of the Palatine disaster. Quote, Poetic fiction has given the public a very wrong view of this occurrence, and thus a wrong impression of the islanders has been obtained, end quote. 
The Block Island Historical Society erected a marker in 1947 on the spot where the ship is thought to have run aground, which just simply reads Palatin Graves 1738. No remains of the wreck have ever been found. And Martha Bell, a former first warden of Block Island and a longtime resident, says there's some evidence the ship might have been repaired and continued on to Philadelphia. Many islanders, including Benjamin Congdon, born 1788, believed in the legend, saying, quote, I may say that I have seen her eight or ten times more. In those early days, nobody doubted her being sent by an almighty power to punish those wicked men who murdered her passengers and crew, end quote. In 1811, a Block Island resident, Dr. Aaron C. Willie, described the Palatine Light, quote, the people who have always lived here are so familiarized to the site that they never think of giving notice to those who do not happen to be present or even of mentioning it afterwards. The light looks like a blaze of fire six or seven miles from the northern part of Block Island. Sometimes it's small, like the light from a distant window. Sometimes it's as big as a ship and wavers like a torch. End quote. Even today, many people claim to have seen the Palatine Light. Could this light be a natural phenomenon, such as the eruption of methane gas from the sea floor? Or could it be the burning of the ghost ship Palatine? Or could it be the northern lights? No, I don't think it could be. Whether you believe in ghosts or not, Whittier's poem made the legend of the ghost ship famous, and it's a great read. So you know what? We're going to read it right now for you guys, because everyone needs a little poetry in their life. Old wives spinning their webs of tow, or rocking weirdly to and fro, in and out of the peat's dull glow, and old men mending their nets of twine, talk together of dream and sign, talk of the lost ship Palatine, the ship that, a hundred years before, frightened deep with its goodly store, in the gales of the equinox went ashore, the eager islanders one by one counted the shots of her signal gun, and heard the crash when she drove right on. Into the teeth of death she sped. May God forgive the hands that fed. The false lights over the rocky head. O oh, men and brothers, what sights were there? White upturned faces, hands stretched in prayer. Where waves had pity, could ye not spare? Down swooped the wreckers like birds of prey, tearing the heart of the ship away. And the dead had never a word to say. And then, with ghastly shimmer and shine, over the rocks and the seething brine, they burned the wreck of the Palatine. John Greenleaf Whittier, Whittier, 1867, Ghost Ship Palatine. That was beautiful. Thanks. So poet John Greenleaf Whittier said that the wrecks weren't always a mistake. There's stories of big lamps mounted on donkeys and walking around haystacks to mimic a lighthouse, which lured ships to their doom. Now, this was a common pirate tactic to loot shipwrecks, and we talked a bit about it in episode 29, season 2, if you remember the ghost of Harry Maine. The Palatine Graves can be seen near the southwest point, and some say that the descendants of the wreckers are haunted by the ghost of the ship. BlockIslandTimes.com did an article in 2001 where they interviewed Venetia Runtree, and she stated, I've seen it go up and down the sound there. It was towards evening, and I was out in the back between the Narragansett Inn, barn, and restaurant. I looked out towards the sound, and I could see this burning ship. It was on the other side of the Great Salt Pond, going up and down. I can see it because I'm related to the people who, who lured the ships ashore to rob them. 
Now, other locals have claimed that a ghostly form of the old ship returns each year on the anniversary of its shipwreck as well. And as we mentioned, at the supposed location of the Palatine shipwreck are the Palatine graves. According to RoadsideAmerica.com, there have been ghostly sightings at this mass grave. And the site also says it's very difficult to find this marker on your own. Apparently, the Block Island Historical Society will take you there for a fee. Just a small fee. Now, because we went to Block Island and didn't do any research, we didn't see the block marker. There are countless ships that ran aground around the island as well. In 1831, the two-mast schooner Warrior was wrecked, also off Sandy Point. In 1846, a ship carrying hard coal went aground in Cow Cove. And this coal eventually replaced peat as the island's major fuel source at the time. In 1907, the steamer Larchmont collided with three-masted schooner, the Harry Colton, Knowlton. Island fishermen were awarded gold medals from the Carnegie Foundation for their efforts in saving the survivors. And then finally, in 1939, a 416-foot Texaco tanker, the Lightburn, went aground in front of the Southeast Lighthouse, carrying 72,000 barrels of kerosene and gasoline. The crew was rescued, fortunately, and the ship was dynamited to create less of a navigational hazard. The Lightborn is a favorite spot for ocean divers to this very day. So, fun fact, Captain Kidd was known to have visited Block Island, and many speculate that he hid at least some of his buried booty treasure on the island shores. Who's Captain Kidd? Well, Captain William Kidd, um, who lived from 1645 to 1701, is one of the most famous pirates in all of history, aside from Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> as he is remembered for his execution for piracy on the Indian Ocean. Kidd spent some time on Block Island on his way to Long Island, Sound, in late June of 1699. There would be a showdown meeting with Lord Bellamont, a patron of his ex expedition presently sitting as governor in Boston. Captain Kidd stopped at Block Island for several days and is said to have not only buried treasure, but also bestowed gifts upon the island's owner of the time, Lord Gardiner. It makes sense that Block Island would have some of Captain Kidd's captured treasure because he was trying to disperse it before the big showdown. In June of 1955, Rhode Island Development Council and Radiac Company, which was a division of Generic Nucleonics Corporation of New York, had acquired treasure directions from the Rhode Island Historical Society, reading in an ancient hand, quote, at the southeast side of the bay, there's a creek, and on the south side of the bay, 50 yards from the water's side, there is a large hollow oak tree, end quote. Robert M. Downey wrote in an article for Block Island Times, quote, one member of the team shouted, I have something, I have something, to which the Narragansett's owner, Sam Mott, replied, that's the cesspool. End quote. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. <laughs> that trading of words. I don't get it. But I guess they didn't find the booty. No, they didn't. They just found, like, little water. Like, a little bit of dirty they water. They just found a cesspool. It's supposed to be a large hollow oak tree. I don't get it. Do you think the oak tree is still up? Probably not. Probably This guy is sending not. people on a wild goose chase. There's no booty there. There is booty. I am betting there's booty. I mean, maybe Captain's booty. The popcorn. No. No, 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 no. Definitely. I mean, the timeline of the history of this guy and his treasure 
It, he had to have buried it somewhere on Block Island. Had to have. There's no way he couldn't have. It just it just makes sense because he was just, going to see makes sense. the big man, right? So he couldn't bring his booty with him, and he stopped at Block Island for Why don't several you go days and follow these directions and look for the. I'm gonna find a cesspool. No, I bet it's not. It's probably not even up anymore. It probably fell down in a storm. Because if it's hollow, doesn't that mean it's dead? Well, I don't know. Well, anyway, Listen, if you're rich, take some divers, do an expedition, and you can find gold bars, gold dust. Well, maybe not the gold dust, but Why don't we just take plates? one of those? You know those like metal detectors. Yeah, but you know how many people have those metal detectors all the time? And they find nothing. I mean, it's buried. They might have already found it and just not told anyone. No, think about it. What? Think, think about it. Would you tell someone if you found a bunch of gold? Yeah, you couldn't sell that. What are you going to do? People would question you if you found old-time gold bars and stones from the 1600s. Maybe. No, think well, about it. It's buried, and over time, the sand probably piled it on, piled it on, piled it on, right? You just need to dig. Keep digging. Dig out the whole island? It's there. It's not worth it. It's there. Somebody who's a diver, go dive for us. And then when but you find the But is it in the water or is it in the island sand? I think it probably ended up in the water due to erosion. Because the, it probably was buried near the shore. It might not be near the shore. Well, had to have been creek. near the shore. Had to, It just had to have. I've got a good gut feeling about this, people. I feel like I know Captain Kidd, you know? Well, remember when we talked about you falling for scams? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this might be why. No. Yeah. No. These are historians who are telling us the history. <laughs> it's not a Kevin Kidd. He's a real person. Yeah, but. He's not telling he's the full story. Of bullshit. I don't think so. No, he was a pirate who stole a bunch of booty and it's on that island somewhere. Well, maybe next summer. Oh, yeah. We should buy a metal. I've always wanted a metal detector. It does look kind of fun when people are walking down the beach with one. Mm, yeah. Well, well, you guys can go visit Block Island. Maybe you'll find a ghost or maybe you'll find some gold. I hope you find gold or a golden ghost. A ghosty gold. The gold is ghost. Whatever it is, you'll find something, even if it's just a spot at the beach and a drink in your hand. Yeah, that's a good one. Which, honestly, right now sounds better than gold, honestly. Maybe that is the gold. Ooh, he's like, you're here with your friends having a good time. That's the treasure. <laughs> like, God damn it. Captain Kidd's like, psych? <laughs> oh my goodness. What if that's what he was talking about? What if he had letters about this treasure, but it was really just peace just and quiet finding, and happiness? Yeah. It's an inner treasure. Oh no, I've been wronged. <laughs> you fell for another I scam. fell for a scam. <laughs> People don't fall for scams. It's very uh, tough. Oh, speaking of scams. This scams, is why we're yeah. speaking of scams. This is why. <laughs> this is why I had to have a talk with Kirby. Because mm. um, because we listened to a podcast when we went away for a short period of time. And I didn't finish the ending, but I Googled the ending. So I know how it ends. But if you haven't heard of it, it's called The Hollywood Con Queen. And it's done by sony campside media but uh, like they're owned sony by sony or something yeah. i don't know but they're they're campside media but just google um hollywood con queen on apple podcast or yeah Spotify. it's like it's on the it's like very popular right now i think it's on the very list. yeah it's having a moment because i think it's like recent and they very recent yeah recently found out who the con queen is mm, yeah they announced it december 3rd this december 3rd yeah. like last year 2020 yeah 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 yeah, yeah a couple days ago last december 3rd. <laughs> 
but it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's just a score a story of a huge scam, huge time scammer, huge time scammer, and how who scammed the thousands hell of people. They got away with this. It's crazy. Yes. So go check it out. It's not New England based, but it is very, very good. And we always give recommendations, it seems, on this podcast. So if you are interested, I would definitely check it out. Yeah. And just like be aware of scams, I guess, in general. Because Let's you go... said you've never been scammed, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure I have, but not in a big way. Not in a way that I've been like, oh, I was just scammed. <laughs> like I've never. Yeah. No, not anything big. I'll just tell my little Maybe scam. Maybe you've been emotionally scammed. <laughs> emotionally scammed. Right. I received an email of a request for a dog walker. And they needed a dog walker at my work just at lunchtime because they couldn't get away. And I responded. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is perfect. Oh, my goodness. This I can great. walk your dog. I can skip lunch, walk your dog, get $300 per week. Perfect. I am such a good dog walker. I responded with my name, my email, my phone number. And then shortly after, our company sent out a email that said, please do not respond to the fake dog walker scam. <laughs> if you have, you need to email us immediately because they may have been able to hack your email somehow. <laughs> and I had to respond. Hello. Hello, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I, I did fall for that. Yes, I wanted to be a dog walker. I don't, I, you know what? There's not that much shame in that one. That's a weird scam. That's yeah. really weird because all they got was like your email and, and phone number and phone and number. Name. Yeah, it might have but... been something attached. There was no attachment that I opened though that I can remember. I've done that. I've clicked on a. <gasps> you did? Yeah, like oh, clicked on an good. attachment that was scam email at work. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. I get yeah, all the time nothing. scam emails from banks, and you can totally tell it's a scam because at the very bottom, it's like not the bank's name. But it's always asking for me to fill this out. Click here to win a $50 gift card. Yeah. Banks don't give away money or gift cards. There's a few rules. Yeah. Like, look, always look at the email address that's sending it to you. Mm -hmm. Look for even the simplest typo in that email address. That's a dead giveaway. Dead. Don't click on links. And if there's a grammatical error, delete it. Oh, for sure. If an image looks like fuzzy, that could be... Delete it. Yeah. <laughs> if Just it looks real, the delete it. Like, already be on the side of, like, this is scam. And then read through it and be like, maybe it's not. Like, you just have to have a skeptical mind about everything. And then when your boss says, oh, did you get my email? No, it's scam. It scam. <laughs> delete it. <laughs> it looked weird. Delete. You had a grammatical error, so I threw it out. Oh, that would be... Probably all the emails I received. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be great. Anyway, scams are crazy. Stay vigilant. Yes. Stay woke. Yes. And go, go to Block on. Island to and see go, if yeah, this is a scam. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just relate that in somehow. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So that's kind of all of our updates. Yeah. Nothing's really happening over here. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then I think that's that's it. That's our first epi of 2021. Woohoo! We'll come back next week with a great murder uh, <laughs> story. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps. Maybe not. <laughs> Guess not. Well, it'll be a murder, but it probably won't be great. Like, because somebody is going to die. <sighs> you know. But I'll just take that out. We'll come back next week with a story. Another story for you. <laughs> Another episode. Another episode. <laughs> I do want so episode forty nine will be next week, but for episode fifty, 
I really want to try to make it big, a big one, maybe a more well-known one, or I'm not sure, but what will be the date. I'm thinking that the 50th should be something, something big. For like our anniversary? Yeah. I don't know how to do this, so never mind. Um, okay. We'll work on that. We'll work on that for you. Nobody cares. <laughs> They're like, great. I don't give a shit. <laughs> They're like, wrap it up, people. They're wrap like, it oh, up. Okay. All right. Well, with that, follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, all that stuff. You don't go back to another episode. Listen to yeah. Them. Email us. Let us know. But just know we've got some stuff coming your way for 2021. All right, people. Have a good year. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good day. Have Stay a good safe. Year. Don't fall for scams. See ya. Bye.